This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. So, what's on our plate today? Today we are sharing the story of dragon fruit. Never heard of dragon fruit? Maybe you know it by its proper name, Pitaya. Yep, different names, same precious superfruit. And it doesn't stop there. The dragon fruit plant has also been nicknamed Belle of the Night, Cinderella Plant, Moonflower, Queen of the Night, and Lady of the Night. Are you sensing a theme here? Well, I call it precious for a reason. The dragon fruit plant is a climbing cactus whose flower lives for just one night. The cactus produces large pink or yellow-white flowers that have an exotic and fruity scent and bloom from evening to midnight, only to wither in the morning sun. During the night's short window, the flowers are pollinated by moths and bats or by hand, racing against the sunlight. And okay, there are some varieties that self-pollinate, so it isn't always as dramatic. Despite the short-lived flowers, the plant will bear fruit about six times a year. Botanically speaking, dragon fruit are quite interesting as they are obtained from a few different species of cactus and are even found in two separate genera, Hylocereus and Selenocereus. However, the three most commonly cultivated varieties are in the genus Hylocereus. Unlike other cacti, dragon fruit do not grow in the desert, and it is actually considered a tropical fruit. Yep, it grows best in warm climates with plenty of rainfall, ideally tropical or subtropical climates with an alternating rainy and dry season. The stems of this vining cacti plant can reach up to 6 meters long, climbing over any trees and structures in its way. These succulent stems provide the fruit with plenty of moisture during the dry season. Depending on variety, dragon fruits can vary in shape, size, and color. They are typically oval to oblong in shape and average 10 centimeters in length. The most common dragon fruit you'll come across has a pink or magenta peel with green scale-like leaves, and white flesh that is dotted with tiny, edible black seeds, kind of like a kiwi. This type is botanically classified as Hylocereus undatus. Another type has the same magenta exterior, but with pink-red or deep purple-colored flesh, studded with those little black seeds. This type is botanically called Hylocereus costaricinus. Maybe you guessed it from its name, but this type is native to Costa Rica. Last but not least, although perhaps the most rare, is a type of dragon fruit with white flesh, those little black seeds, and a yellow peel that is a bit thornier than other types and can sometimes look like a soft little spiky pineapple. This type is botanically classified as Hylocereus megalanthus. The spongy pulp has a juicy yet firm texture, almost like a cross between a melon and a pear. Another one of the dragon fruit's monikers, strawberry pear, hints at its flavor— a subtle yet tropical blend of berry, pear, kiwi, and watermelon, sometimes with just a hint of salinity or sourness. Dragon fruit is said to be native to Central America, extending from southern Mexico through Belize, Guatemala, El Salvador, and Costa Rica, although the exact native range is hard to pinpoint, partly because the fruit has long been in cultivation, and also because it has been known to escape from cultivation and become naturalized. 
Who knew that dragon fruit could escape? Still, dragon fruit was first discovered in Central America centuries ago, and from there traveled in the hands of early missionaries and explorers to all corners of the globe, including Australia, the Middle East, and parts of Asia, where it was renamed from Pattaya to dragon fruit. It was introduced into Vietnam more than a century ago, with most accounts crediting the French with the intro. Some say the French brought the fruit with them from Nicaragua and Colombia, while others say it was brought from Guyana as an ornamental plant. Regardless of the exact travel itinerary, dragon fruit was first grown in Vietnam for the king, then gained popularity among the wealthy, and today it's the leading fruit export of Vietnam. Pretty cool how this plant was able to naturalize itself into a culture, too. So dragon fruit has a reputation as superfruit, and for good reason. Dragon fruit has a surprising number of phytonutrients and is rich in antioxidants. It has high water content, it's actually about 80% water, and offers many nutrients, including B vitamins, phosphorus, protein, calcium, fiber, and captain, which is a phytochemical often used in medications to treat heart problems. Dragon fruit is rich in iron, vitamin C, and magnesium, which is good for energy and also helpful for relaxing muscles and anxiety. The red flesh varieties contain lycopene, which is a natural antioxidant that has been studied for its potential to lower blood pressure and combat certain types of cancer and heart disease. Lycopene has also been the focus of recent research for its anti-aging properties and UV skin protection. Hence, it is becoming a trendy item in the beauty and wellness realm, and has been touted for use as a facial mask to make the skin look younger and healthier and to treat skin troubles like acne and sunburns. Oh, and those little black seeds inside the fruit are also very nutritious, as they are high in polyunsaturated fats like omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, which have been shown to lower the risk of cardiovascular disorders. Okay, okay, we're sold. It's a superfruit. So how do we eat it? It may look intimidating, but it's pretty easy. Slice the fruit lengthwise and scoop out the flesh, or quarter it and peel off the leathery skin. Careful not to leave any residuals, as it can be bitter. Dragon fruit can be eaten raw. Just grab a spoon and dig in like it's a pint of ice cream. It is said to be best when slightly chilled. It's also commonly blended in smoothies or juiced for beverages and cocktails. Even some big-name manufacturers like Snapple and Tropicana are now selling beverages with dragon fruit. Its soft yet firm texture holds its shape when cut, so try adding it to fruit salads with papaya, coconut, mango, guava, or kiwi. It can even be added to savory salads, and it pairs well with seafood, such as scallops. Dragon fruit can be used to make jams or flavor ice creams, sorbets, and other desserts, while syrup made from the fruit is often used for coloring pastries and other candies. And yes, it can be cooked, most commonly grilled with a hint of chili powder to round out the caramelized sweetness. Yum! Again, we're sold. It sounds great. So how can we try it? Well, thanks to different growing locations and exporters around the world— and some off-season production techniques, like tricking the plant with certain lighting, it's possible to find dragon fruit pretty much year-round, despite the fact that peak season is in the summer and early fall. Dragon fruit is cultivated in more than 20 countries and across six continents around the globe, with production in areas like Thailand, Israel, Australia, China, Vietnam, as we talked about earlier, Nicaragua, Indonesia, and more. The United States imports the majority of its fresh dragon fruit from Southeast Asia, Although, believe it or not, it has successfully been grown on a small scale in California, Florida, and Hawaii. If you're lucky to live where they are grown, then check out your local farmer's market. Otherwise, keep an eye out at your supermarket or visit a specialty grocery store, like here in San Diego, at Specialty Produce.
Okay, wait, you've said the name dragon fruit about 50 times, but haven't explained why it was renamed. Where did that name come from? There must be a story behind that. Well, of course there is. You'll just have to tune in next week for the Food Fable to find out. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce App on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. As always, you can find more information, recipe ideas, and local market shares on the Specialty Produce app. Tune in next time for more food fables. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>